Bam, we're live. Uh, Andrew Hiller uh, put out uh-huh. a video the other day that um, sh- showing my interview with Stacey Tovar, and I and I actually hadn't seen that. I, I never went back and saw it after the New York Times wrote that article uh, mashing me, and then uh, David Katrin's daughter uh, reposted <laughs> what the New York Times said about me in regards to that video I made. And when Andrew reposted it, I'm like, holy shit, I'm a fucking hero. In that video, I asked Stacey Tovar about her period, and thank you, Andrew, for pointing that out to me. Uh, he asked, he, Andrew Hiller posts it in the section he posts. I'm asking Stacey about the um, pill that she's on, and she says that she thinks she would have performed better if she wouldn't have been on that pill based on what the other athletes told her, that they got significantly stronger when she got off that pill. It's a fucking gem. Not only should every female athlete should see it, every male athlete should see it, every man should see it, every woman should see it, anyone who's in the world of fucking procreating anyone who has genitalia should see that video yet i lost my job because of it i don't know because (laughs) of it but the ceo that used to be here eric rosa said that when he saw the new york times article which was based off of that video he said sevon should resign yep he said that but i want to show you what i saw yesterday from the lgpa someone sent me this and it's interesting this is once again because andrew uh dug this up Uh, i think that's the golf the women golf thing lpga you said GPA. Or, yeah, no, yeah, maybe, you did, maybe you said it right, and I heard it wrong. It's the one with the stick and the little ball. Uh, <laughs> can, we, can we play this video? Uh, the, the reporter's asking, I think, one of the um, one of the top ladies in the field, hey, what's up? Why are you playing like shit? And this is her response. To come out and give you a little physical therapy as well. Is that a concern moving forward? Um, I hope not. Um, it's that time of the month. I know the ladies watching <laughs> are probably like, yeah, I got you. <laughs> so um, when that happens, uh, I my back gets really tight and I'm all twisted. And it's not the first time that Chris has uh, seen me twisted. Um, but it felt a lot better after he came. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Uh, thanks. <laughs> I know you lost for words. I know you lost for words, Jerry. Come out. I, ironically, that was the same reason why Jason Hopper did so poorly at the games last year. He was also um, uh, having his period. But but that's not my point. My point is, uh, I did an interview with Stacy Tovar. New York Times painted it like I was doing something bad. Catherine David's daughter reposted it because she didn't fucking fact check, or she hates women and their menstrual cycles being talked about. Who the fuck knows? Um, or, but, but I just thought it was great that it was like kind of like dug up and brought up to the uh, to the front again by Andrew Hiller. And thank you. It gets, get, got, got me all riled up. It makes me realize why this podcast is be bigger than all of CrossFit Inc. and less than five. <laughs> all we try to do is get you riled up. That's all we want. Thank you. It brings out the best. <laughs> yeah. I love being riled up. Get them all, get I, them all pissed off. I absolutely loved getting up this morning at six o'clock and watching the teams. I loved watching um, Angelo uh, DeChico and uh, oh, could we send Angelo a link, uh, Matt? Yeah, I loved watching Angelo and Luke Parker, uh, Angelo DeChico, yep. Luke Parker, Sasha Nieves, and Alexis Johnson. Johnson, thank you, uh, Jr. I loved watching them know that we got up early to watch them. And therefore, they put on a show for us winning in the final seconds, which we also got that same show just now in the um, men's rope climb event. Uh, we also saw that um, Sevon is, even amongst all these brainiacs in the sport, um, he, he, he couldn't be more correct with Sydney uh, Michalishan. She is <laughs> a f- uh, uh, Yeah, I'm pumped. Did you guys have you guys had a chance to watch everything that happened today that transpired today? Of course. 
let's start with uh, the teams then. Uh, Mayhem went into – Mayhem Independence went into this morning's event, event number three in – sorry, Susan, I know you're juggling stuff. Can we see the yep. leaderboard for teams? Uh, yes. They went in second place, and now they're tied for first. Is that what happened? The Mayhem team? They, they no, weren't tied for first. They've been in first yeah. the whole time, I believe. Oh, okay. I, I, I didn't check yeah. the board. I thought I thought I heard them say that they were five points behind uh the um CrossFit squadron. No, okay. I don't know. Yesterday when you were getting all crazy at your party, we were trying yeah. to tell you that they finished second on that one workout due to those chest of our pull ups from the other team. Likely. Okay. Is that what you're talking about? You heard that they finished second on that. No, I thought I, I thought I heard uh, either Sean or Tanya say that today on the feed, but I but I but I probably was wrong. No, it's okay. You can be wrong sometimes. You're right about Sydney. So so these guys these guys are in. These guys are they're going bar some sort of crazy accident. Uh, no no one can knock these guys out of the top five. Is that correct? It would appear so. Are you impressed? They're on fire. Are you impressed, Jr. With these guys? Or are you like, yeah, of course, it's mayhem. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely the performance I expected from them. Um, any signs of Angelo not being the athlete he used to be? He was injured. Uh, and sort of this is this is his first kind of foray back into the game, right? I think he was individual at the MAC last year, if I'm not mistaken. I think he finished seven yeah, individual at the MAC last year. Yeah, that's, that's say... off the top of my head. I'll check it real quick. Was he in the last chance or maybe one spot out of the last chance? He finished seventh. Yeah, that was yeah. good. Nice job, Andrew. Pat on the back. And then, yeah, what do you do with the last chance? Do you know? Uh, I don't know. Right, okay, well, so, in, so in my head, I was thinking that this is him just kind of dabbling again, feeling it out, but that's not the truth. We have a guy who was a world-class kids uh, CrossFit Games athlete, came back last year, uh, did extremely well, and now, and now he's, he's gotten on a team. Okay. Oh, uh, who, uh, what, tell me, I don't know anything about Alexis Johnson. Has she ever gone individual? Is she a good athlete? Yeah, she's been at the games before. She was with Misfit for a long time. Um, but she's, she's a veteran. Okay. So it, that this is a legitimate team. This isn't like just something, oh, look at these guys. They just kind of fell together and, um, and, and, and are getting lucky. This is, this is a world-class team, but they just don't get the recognition they deserve because they're next to, uh, that the rich guy. I would have to say, yeah, they're probably looked down just a tad because they're next to the Mayhem Freedom Team, but they're they're a world killer. Uh, and they said in the show that that time in workout three of eleven fifty five twenty one was uh, the second fastest time so far that any team had put up uh, in that event. I guess that was one of the um, events that was required by CrossFit this year of one of two events, and the only team that's beat them so far was uh, Daddy's team, Rich's team, Mayhem Freedom. Daddy. <laughs> by 35 guy. seconds oh 35 seconds i guess that, that's the difference between the two times wow wow okay i thought i heard five seconds um angelo and luke they they passed the guy in the final rope climbs um is, is that and, and we saw that play out uh in the um in the men's event too, the men's individual event, is that a strategy that every every athlete should pay attention to? That right around, like if, if you know you're going to make all the rope climbs to kind of just stay right behind the guy to pay, have set a pacer. And if you know you're strong on the rope climbs, just stay behind them because on the ninth and 10th, they're going to start to hurt and you can pass them. 
I think we were talking about DeChico coming down the rope, right? Oh, it, was it, that it, where he did it, it? Is that is that? Do you think that's where he got his speed? It's totally a factor. The people who know how to come down the rope definitely had the upper hand. And I remember listening. I keep on referencing the Ben Smith podcast because his podcasts are so good. But in the Ben Smith, he was talking about the fact that it became how risky are you going to be coming jumping down off the top of the rope more so than it was either a running or a rope climb event. It was a how much of a risk are you willing to take to throw yourself to the floor as quick as you can do it to then get down the floor to either finish the event in this case or to round after round increase your likelihood of winning. Let me ask this. Do you, does the descent also affect the fatigue? Yes. If you know how to, yeah. If you know how to just barely squeeze with your thighs and slide and then maybe make one contact with your hands on the way down, it makes a huge difference. Because you actually have seen it, right? They have like that one grip at the bottom after they tap, they have like one grip and then their legs kind of pop out and then they're off to the races. Um, Danielle was already struggling on the seventh rope climb. And she, you know, that, that tenth that tenth rope climb, that was a nail biter. She didn't go up any faster than we saw um, Brooke Wells go up when Brooke Wells failed. Yep. I mean, that was some, that it's cool. That that's like one of the best parts of the sports. It's what, it, isn't it so uncomfortable uh, watching a superstar like Brooke just sit, have to sit there and wait. Like as I a mean, fan, you're as a fan, you just want to, you start wiggling around in your seat and shit. <laughs> I, I think this really is part cool of what we were talking about. It was a good event for the females, not so much for the males. Go ahead, Jared. I, say, I think it's really cool, too, to watch the different styles and the way people attack workouts. I and mean, when you think of Danielle, you think of like a killer, someone that attacks. And she went out on her first few rope climbs like she was going for a world record. And she just said, you know what? The fatigue's going to come. I'm just going to let it come as it's going to. And when I have to slow down, I'm going to slow down. But then if you watch Sydney and you watch Dallin especially, the pace just was clear from the beginning. This is my pace. I'm going to do the first shoulder run and the first leg list like I hope to do the 10th. Yeah, uh, good good point. We'll we'll come back to Dallin. That's a very good point about how Dallin ran that and, and, and ended up doing fantastic, right? In, in the last five seconds, the whole story changed in the men's heat. Uh, Shelby Neal, devastating. Uh, a, a character out there that I, I'm sure everyone was slowly starting to fall in love with. Easy to just love. So cool. She got that red hair. It's all tied up tight. Uh, she looks so young out there. Uh, and, then, and then basically on her knees at the end when capped and chest heaving, right? Like you could see like crying, like a, a, a baby. Uh, that's hard. That's very interesting to me. It's, it's interesting because, and very much like I, you talk, you call it the circle of death, like, like the sharks yeah. are now swarming around and they're cheering for the athlete at the end. And yeah. I mean, I, I, if I were in that situation, this event in particular, you kind of know how it's going to play out, right? So she finished fifth, she finished third, and then she finished 30th. And it would be very hard for me to believe that she had anything outside of that being an expectation. And sure, I'm sure it's still hard in the moment to deal with, but you said she's heaving, she's all upset. It's like, I don't really understand the upset because you could do this event. Every athlete has probably done it once or twice to know what it's like, get the transitions under control. And she probably should have known that it's likely she wasn't going to finish. And at which rate I, I would be super pissed off. Like, get the fuck away from me. I know that I wasn't going to do too hot. Like, cheering me on is not going to get me up this fucking rope. Uh, JR, you think she knew ahead of time that this was going to be a bad one for her? 
I do. Um, I actually talked to her just for a second, briefly in the warm-up area, right before she went out and just gave her a hug, congratulated her on an awesome first day. And I said, you're killing it. And she looked at me and she said, yeah, so far. And when she said that, it kind of gave me that look. I was like, okay, like I know now that something coming is not something that she's super excited about, whether it's this workout or the next workout or the last workout. But, you know, athletes know and athletes, most of them are pretty self-aware as far as how they are stacked up to a field. But I will say when you have everyone down there holding, Mm -hmm. you know, cheering you on, if they're doing anything but telling you to rest more, they're not helping you. 100 percent. Because I saw I saw so many athletes Mm -hmm. in all the heats go way too early, you know, and then I would see an athlete in round nine that would rest a little bit, get up the rope go do their shuttle run and come back and get ready to go up again. And I'm saying to myself, wait, 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 it's been 15 seconds. since <laughs> the last one. It, you just took a minute less to get the ninth one. So you need to be resting almost two minutes to get this one, but it's so tough. I mean, I know 10 seconds feels like 30 seconds. And then you, and then yeah. again, you see Tia Toomey in the crowd where they're wasting one of the camera angles on Tia Toomey <laughs> sitting there yelling at Brooke Wells to go. They're like, come on, Brooke, come on, Brooke. Just drives me nuts. Just piggybacking off what you're saying, like don't tell them to go. Like, yeah, tell them to slow down. Like, make sure that the climb that they take is worth the climb they're going to take. Tia looked more stressed than Brooke. Mm-hmm. I, she's like, "Let me do it for you. I'll put you <laughs> on my back. I'll climb you up the rope for you." Uh, what what place is Kelly Clark in uh, cur- currently in in the women's division here? I don't even see her in the top eleven. Where is she? Yeah, right. Oh, great. Okay. Is she, so is she going to be fighting at that bubble all week? Hmm. You guys have any thoughts? I think Brian had Uh, her in his top five that she's going. I don't know very much about Kelly Clark. 35. I ask about her. She's a local girl to me. (laughs) I went to her fundraiser for the semifinal. I bought the raffle tickets. My kids won the backpack. Uh, She's a, (laughs) she's a a phenomenal specimen as a uh, human being. She's got great support staff around her. Oh, she's 35 too. Is she, is she the oldest in the top five? Yes. Uh, Yes. I would have to say so. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. By like like 10 years. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Even more, right? Yeah. 13 years. Yeah. 26, 22, and then 35. Well, she's got good finishes, 7, 11th, and 8th. And, and, and how about this this lady, uh, Rebecca F- F- Fuselier? Fuselier? Fuselier. Uh, do, do, do any of you guys have her in your top five? No. No, but that might change quick. <laughs> we, we, did, we did that top three to start off the weekend, and no, I don't believe any of us had her in the top three, let alone the top five. Uh, and, and, and Brooke Wells didn't fall that far down the standings. Uh, she is still only 10 points out of, uh, qualifying for the games. Is that, are you guys surprised that a 23rd place finish, uh, it would only put you in sixth place after three events? No, I'm not surprised because the top, she has a first place finish, which gives her a hundred. And it's one of those where the top, but having a first really kind of counteracts having one of those that low as well. What were you going to say, Taylor? Yeah, I was going to say it doesn't surprise me at all because she was sitting in first up to the first two events. Uh, there were some nice camera angles in the beginning there where you could see Danielle and Cindy uh, Michalishan running side by side. They don't, they don't, it doesn't even look like the same creature. 
Uh, Danielle's so, so light on her feet, so light on her feet, like almost effortless on her toes. And uh, Cindy McLishamore has like that Annie Thor's daughter kind of like lumbering uh, run. Did you guys notice that? Yeah, uh, but, yeah, but Sid- Sydney's rope climb technique was awesome. I mean, her declines was, were nuts, she was right? One of the few females that actually, you know, reach with your right knee, pull with your right arm, reach with your left, pull with your left. And it was really in sync, like she was walking up the rope. And you spoke about Danielle almost struggling on rep seven, but her technique with using her hips wasn't nearly as fluid. I feel like uh, Danielle had more like a side to side. Uh, Kip, whereas uh, Mikalishans was driving straight up, and her her de- her descent was nuts. Did, I would have when to you say see- that piggybacking off of your, she runs lumbery, and Danielle runs like she's light on her feet. It's almost the the side to side sway movement is a more athletic indicator. So Danielle appears to be more of an athletic type person, and Mikalishan appears to be a brick shit house who can just like haul her ass up the rope. And you'll, you'll see it kind of all the way across the board with anybody where it, they go hand in hand, just like athleticism is something that's born in you. And maybe Danielle has that and Mikulishan is just more of a brute, which is okay. It works for both of them. Um, Sydney seemed to win uh, easy uh, using that pacing that uh, JR talked about in the beginning. She stayed in her game. Mm-hmm. That's what she did. She didn't deviate, but she, it, it actually, you know, Noah finished across the finish line and he looked like he had just done Fran. He was exhausted. Sydney didn't even see that. It was just like, like maybe even she had, she, she left some in the tank. Like she didn't even leave it all on the floor. I You're never saw her about struggling. the end of the rope climb workout. Noah yeah. team gas. Yeah. It's yeah, very gassed. interesting because, I, I don't I don't understand that at all. Do you guys, Taylor? Do you understand? I mean, you're you're like peak shape right now for the most part, right? Could I, did, would I did that the workout work- even get you anywhere near gas? I did it a few times, and every time I did it at the end, like in round nine, I felt um, I felt gas. Maybe maybe less winded. It was more of like a lactic threshold workout where like I just felt like I was pretty full of lactic acid, but also. Definitely breathing hard. It's not like you're not breathing hard. You're doing, if you think of doing two minutes straight of shuttle runs and you're running as hard as you can in terms of getting back to the rope, obviously without, without having run so hard that you can't make a rope climb, but you're running as fast as you can at that capacity for two and a half, three minutes. Yeah, for sure. It doesn't surprise me that a lot of them are gassed. Um, I've got a, I got a little insight into that, which is, did you do the Wadapalooza qualifiers, Taylor? The t- I think the team ones are different than the individual. I did not do and the did qualifiers. You, so the, the, the qualifier had an event where it was a max set of toes bar into a 2K row into a max snatch. And when I first did it, I had done something like a month where I was trying to really keep my carbs low. I was just trying to play with the diet a little bit. And when I did that 2K row, it was like a six. 49 and i felt like no the first one was a seven minute 2k row and i felt completely smashed and that was like a very bad 2k row for me i've done a 2k as quick as like 634 and i was like what's going on and i realized it had to have been the carb so i redid the workout a couple days later after intaking a bunch of the sugar that savan hates so much and the difference was 10 seconds or so so i took a bunch of time off of it felt way better about it and the entire time i was going about it i was waiting for that terrible feeling of just death that looked like Noah Olson at the end of that finish right there. And the entire off season, all Noah has been talking about was his like trying to drop the body weight, tinkering with his diet. So what I'm getting at with all of this is I think that it's very possible that the tinkering of the diet 
might very well be playing into his performance this weekend. So he's trying to get his body weight down. Maybe he's not taking enough carbohydrate. Does, it, does that make sense to you guys? 100%. Yeah, I've never had that you. issue. I think a lot of athletes, you've heard Matt talk about it, but he talks about trying to gain weight over the course of a competition. Correct, um, yeah. And, and I've always tried to be that way. I've always, in sport, I've always tried to eat a lot um, around my practice. I don't really have issues with like, competing or training with not not like i'm you know bursting but on a full stomach i'm okay and so i always try to have a lot of carbs and i think that's exactly what i've always thought about noah is it seems like he's too lean for his own good and he's maybe not fueling as well for performance as he could i'll tell you it was just unbelievable the difference between like two days and like kind of a carb load if you will and it was yep. basically just a bunch of Gatorade <laughs> and it it's made massive. everything feel way better. Finished way quicker. Didn't, I mean, snatched better. And Noah just looks like he's probably depleted. Yeah. And then imagine training on that carb intake for a month leading into competition, as opposed to, like you said, being tinkering with his diet and probably yeah, not. Like, look at this fucking guy. You can see the separation <laughs> in his pec minor major right there. It's incredible. Yep. <laughs> the it vascularity really in his good. fucking arms. Yeah. And his tri. He needs to drink a glass of water. <laughs> so you think he's dehydrated yeah he looks like one of those guys who went through a movie dehydration cut mm-hmm. gosh it's good for that it's good for the clout though he's fucking ripped yeah, yeah he's, he's a gym shark athlete he's had to keep up the appearance it doesn't matter how he how he performs he's got to look the part so the, for the picture somebody, somebody put a comment in here and just said he's just going after all that camera time for his gym shark sponsorship. So maybe that's it. Just look, look good as shit. Get out in front, get that camera time and get paid, baby. He could just be getting old too, man. What about just getting old? No way. No, no No. way. He looks almost as lean as Jr. Yeah. Well, that's coming from the guy who missed the games this year. So he's got to hope that um, you can keep going when you're old. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I wouldn't have missed it, but it's okay. Uh, yeah, and, and what about what John George says? Uh, he always looks ripped. Oh, shit. Maybe it's his, all that monster he's been drinking. Mm. <laughs> he's been drinking the sugar free monsters. He, he needs to drink the sugar monsters. Yes, yes. You <laughs> must drink. Listen, you fucking knuckleheads. I was at a party last night. Here we go. <laughs> I, was at, I was at a party last night after doing staying up. I, I, I hardly sleep at all. I went to a party last night at whatever did this interrupted my party started doing the podcast i was exhausted <laughs> and i and i poured my i filled up a glass with ice fancy ice made from this expensive fancy freezer i put a, there was a monster energy drink in the in the fridge i poured a little in there because i wanted the caffeine i put a little tito's and sodas in there i put sparkling water in there and then one of my jackass friends who's at the party goes oh let me see that pour some in there let's do a little stunt and freak people out <laughs> hey, you friends? Yeah, I, thought, I thought we were your only friends I think it was more than a little Tito's the way you were acting last night on that podcast. <laughs> well, it was maybe more than a little Tito's, but it was just a little bit of monster. And I drank it for the caffeine. Yes, guilty. Fuck. And, I, and I've never and I've never talked shit about the sponsorship. I've always said everyone should get all the money they can, but you should not let them make you lie about the drink. You should still be able to say, yes, I'm sponsored by um, Monster, but I would never drink that shit. But, 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 but lay off. I needed some caffeine. I'm crying out loud. Do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, you did four podcasts. <laughs> and, it was, and it was a joke. You think that that was a, it's like someone caught me? That was a joke. Sons of bitches. Uh, can we see the guy, Asuzo? Uh, what, uh, Jr. I would like you to study this footage very closely. We can play it as many times as you want, and give me your best thoughts on what the 
fuck happened here? This is like something like you see deer do like on Instagram, like trying to jump over a highway or something. Oh, I saw this kid. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh. Oh. That one. I, would, I would just say depth perception is way off. <laughs> hey, so, wow, so you bring up a good point. Colton, that's not funny. Uh, so I want to play one more time, but do you think, you know how they say you're not supposed to wear black uh, when you're competing because then it's hard for the judges to see whether you're oh, getting no. a little parallel. <laughs> so do you think that those curtains, is that another safety issue we've just, we've just discovered? Those <laughs> curtains are black. Do you think that's what happens? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yes. Yes. It's because it's all black. There's something in photography called um shit. What's the word? I wish Heber was here so I could ask him. He would know or Jay Vera. Fuck, what is that word? But it's basically how how much you can see into the shadows of a picture. So you know, like when you're when you when you uh when my kids pee in the car and the little toilet in there, they, they they don't understand that people outside can't see in because it's sunny outside, right? You only have such a range uh, to see between brightness and darkness, and that's what happened there. That black, he couldn't see where the corner is. Can we play that again, Sousa? You compared the stage to your child peeing in the car? I tried. (laughs) It was a fail. I know. Oh, he's lucky he's not hurt. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Took a shitter. So I was trying to connect to Wi-Fi in the venue, and I'm walking backstage. And Jason and O'Keefe are sitting there talking to each other. So I walk up. I'm like, hey, guys, what's up? Hey, O'Keefe, do you have the Wi-Fi? And he looks at me and says, who the fuck do I look like? <laughs> he big-timed you. He big-timed big me. I felt kind of bad because I didn't say what's up. I was just like, hey, what's the Wi-Fi? Oh, shit. <laughs> what if he's like, who the fuck do I look like? Then he's like, it's Hotel 563. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish. I'm the guy who could talk to best. Wait, wait, this is this is not real. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, <laughs> that's just not real. That is real. That is, of course, that's Dave. Oh, uh, we have Fakowski, Dave, and Tommy Marquez. They they love this show. <laughs> um, what about um, what about the guy? Speaking of uh, uh, Matt O'Keefe and Jason Hopper, what about the guy out there uh, in the in event uh, in, in this last event, the rope climb event, event three, um, who was out there? Uh, struggling with the last two rope climbs with the HWPO shirt on. Tim, it, that was at Nick. some point, does Matt just Nick. walk out there on the floor and just rip the shirt off him? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, sorry, buddy. Like, just seriously, like, just walk out there and just tear the shirt off him. No. <laughs> I, I wonder. Uh, he's probably, he just has to follow the program, right? And then he's yeah, like, I'm he's- representing my program. He doesn't work with Matt directly. No, he had another. He had another coach in the coach's area, and I forget what uh, – he looked familiar, that, but also I don't – That guy familiar. is the guy that James was talking about. Is uh, he, he knows him rather close, and he's coming back from his uh, PED suspension. This guy, Who's, Nick Thomas. Nick Thomas, correct. Right. I looked it up. It was Osterine he took. Or, and from James, he said that his woman tainted his – supplements oh yes 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 the old right. crazy ex-girlfriend story She's right god that, that would be that i'd be so fucking pissed <laughs> break up with me what did you do? 
Wow. Hey, we need you to find what? we need to find out how that happened. We gotta yeah, we gotta get her on the show. We should him on the show. <laughs> no, let's oh, get her, her on the show. I, yeah. I, want, I want her on the show. Let's hey, do, do you think time. if I date you think if I dated that chick, I I could put on some muscle? Hell For yeah. sure. <laughs> you you get a Gymshark sponsorship. This thing I take it to the podcast to the moon. <laughs> what do you think she's thinking when she slips Osterine into his cranberry juice? <laughs> She's uh, like he's he wants him to go. She wants him to go to the games. Hey, here's the craziest thing. It was one of those rhino pills from the gas station. She didn't realize there was banned substance in there. Is that true? No. Uh, one, of those, one of those blue hornets. Hornet goatweed. Dude, I took a whole bottle of that one time. <laughs> and blew like, your knee out. You took a whole bottle of that and blew your knee out. I was like 13. Dude. His, his, his hair fell out. <laughs> oh, did you really? Did that make your dick painfully hard? Uh, I mean, I was 13. It was always painfully hard. Right. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I remember that. God. As, as, as Brooke crossed the finish line, I want to give mad props to Tia. Uh, I, Tia grabbed her and forced her into kind of this bear hug. Like, basically, what I saw there is just, taking any of that negativity that she might have carried over the finish line away from her. Like, Hey, I love you. It doesn't matter. You did great. And then, and then when they came out of the hug, the first face that Brooke saw was Tia smiling, relaxed face, no wrinkle, no furled brow. I thought it was just this great moment. Um, of, of, of fantastic parenting is the way I saw it. I, I guess other people would see it as fantastic coaching, but, but took the weight off of her. Right. Like, hey, we can mourn about this later. You did great. You finished. Let's keep going. I mean, that could be devastating, right? A 23rd place finish, be standing out there. You're a world-class athlete and fucking uh, um, Bailey Rail just fucking put a clinic on you. Have you seen the Michael Jordan documentary? Yep. The Last Dance, Simon? No, I haven't. I heard it's awesome. It is awesome. And the reason I bring that up is because it's it just very interesting that there's so there's two types of people in sports and there's this, which you're bringing up, which is Tia's trying to say, Oh, it's okay. And then you got people like Jordan in his sport. And basically if something like that happened, he would have done, he would have attacked it differently. Let's just say that. What, 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 but, 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 but maybe she will attack it differently with Brooke later, but now I thought she handled it perfectly. And she didn't even say anything so much as what she did, the way she forced her into that. I just uh, like she wasn't going to let like for all she knew, Brooke could have. Uh, and I don't know. I don't know Brooke this well or I don't know what would have happened. Brooke could have like finished and pouted. Right. But but Tia didn't even allow her to pout. Just like, let's get through it. We got three more events. Well, you never know this, too. You, you, you never know over the last month <laughs> since they've known that workouts coming out. We have no idea what the expectation was on that event. If you've ever heard an elbow or you've ever done too many rope climbs like an idiot or pegboards like an idiot, Taylor, you know that if you overdo it on certain movements, your elbow is the thing that gets the most painful. We don't, point. Maybe, oh, maybe you guys hurt this thing doing that, that pegboard stunt? Right. Mine's Taylor's hurt? Fine. No, I'm not. Right. So maybe, this, what, maybe I'm not sore. Maybe this <laughs> maybe this workout was the one of all the workouts this weekend. She was the most concerned about being able to do, being able to finish, being able to perform well um, because of pain in the elbow. We don't know that. I mean, that's very likely. That's a good point. That's a really yeah. good point. That's a really Siobhan, good point. you've had a bummed out elbow. No, 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 it's not bummed out. Um, but when I, I used to do a shitload of pegboards like a shitload. And Peg sometimes board. this thing would flare up right here. Mm -hmm. 
That's where I'm all fucked up. Yeah, that thing would flare up. And I could make it flare up if I if I start fucking around with certain movements. But uh it's it's like tennis elbow or something. It's whatever's attached to that bump right there. And I wonder if Gol- that had to do with golfers. The, golfers, the, golfers. But the embrace with Tia too, because maybe Tia was kind of like giving her the like, hey, this is what we were afraid about to JR's point. This is what we were afraid about. We knew this was going to be a possibility. It happened. Shake it off. Let's move on. Because, I mean, think about the high to the low, right? You had the handstand walk, overhead squat event. Yesterday, she takes first, crushes it. That could have been an issue with the elbow. Then today, coming into this event, and now we see her in a 23rd at the end of this one. So you have a real high and a low there. So maybe Tia was just kind of reminding her, like, stay focused. We knew this wasn't going to be our uh, our event here. Correct. That's I like that. I'm, 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 you people in the comments on the games thing too. Stop making fun of Nikki Brazier. It's like, huh. dude. Who's making she, fun of Nikki? There's just people on the, the side are, again? yeah, people on the side are just ripping her for her questions. Like, dude, she has, she, she's in front of the entire fucking stadium. It's on, it's being streamed. She has, she has one minute to ask these guys some questions. Half these guys can't even talk. <laughs> they, they, and they talk. Oh my God. The things they, they say. don't talk so good. <laughs> Some of them. <laughs> they don't. Hey, they, they give did. her a break for fuck's sake. I have mad sympathy for uh, for Nikki Brazier out there because if you've noticed my foul up when uh, Mr. TDC came on, out of all the questions <laughs> I ask, I go, hey, Dave, what do you think about these events? <laughs> hey, you got a lot of compliments I saw on YouTube. You did great yesterday. Oh, did okay. I? Have, I avoided yeah. it. I avoided it. Did, did Daddy you like was the there drunk. Daddy was there drunk. Fucking Taylor fucking dropped the ball and didn't show up. Uh <laughs> I mean, I thought you did, killed it. Thank How, you. How'd you like this thing? Oh my gosh, that fucking is trippy. <laughs> did you see that, Sivan? I did. <laughs> I did. That was amazing. Somebody yeah, gave that, 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 that was that was Matt the whole time. <laughs> uh, speaking of dumb questions, uh, let me let me uh, open with this really stupid question that fan uh, uh, fantasizes me. Uh, f- fantasize is it part of my fantasy? No, what? Uh, it's fascinating to me. Jeez, talk about Freudian. Um, why why are the dudes shirtless in the rope climb um uh, event? That that seems just hairball. Slowing them down, baby. They're they're flexing. I I, I get the flexing. It's fun. I want them to have their shirts off. But what about rope burns and all that shit? I get it on my belly when I do like this. Like when I slide down, it's right. Well, that's what, that's what you're saying. You, yeah, you, I know. So you I wear the shirt. And you're skinny exactly. too, and you're thin too. It's not like you have a belly that protrudes. Taylor's, Taylor's not thin. He's like he's thinner Taylor, than you, you think. Would you say you're thin? He's thinner than you think. He looks stout, but when he takes his shirt off, like he did at Wadapalooza, he's he he's a he's a runner swimmer guy. He ain't no fucking mora. He ain't no Mexican mora. Dude, my upper back is easily as big as Luis Oscar Morris. He just doesn't have a neck, and he's five four. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jr. Way, is he thin? Well Jr. When you bathe uh, Taylor before you put him away at night, is he thin? <laughs> he's no, he's actually thicker than you think he is. He is. No, okay. I think I think Taylor's a thick dude. Um, hey, aren't you two hundred pounds right now? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so it is, que- it is a dumb question. It is a dumb question. Your guys are saying it's a dumb question. People just yeah, it's a, it's a rope climb with the shirt off. It's not a big deal. I know. Uh, I do every workout with the shirt off for the most part. So I that that might just be how people are more comfortable working out. To sell image. Oh, well, I like that. It's because well, here's the other thing I was thinking about. I was just thinking about this because I was, you know, walking around backstage asking everyone for Wi-Fi and they were like, nah, fuck you. Um <laughs> it's, it's it's for real media. But I was just thinking, you know, it, the place has a lot of spectators for sure. But I wonder how much work goes into the media and the production side to make that event look so much cooler than it actually is in person. 
Mm. Is it not that cool in person? It's cool. And I'm sure it's cool for the athletes, but I'm thinking if you're going out there as an athlete and you make a lot of money on your sponsorships, you're probably doing everything you can for, uh, for your photos, for your, for your product that you're pushing. Like, out. like painting half your eyebrow pink. Exactly. Shaving a little line in it. Like a killer. <laughs> God, she looks good. <laughs> I can't stand hair dye and makeup and fake titties and that shit, but damn, she looks good. I don't know. I don't know how she does it. We're not all created equal. It's not life is not fair. Um, from I, I was criticizing the camera angles from the front on one of the shows that when you see the, the athletes from the front squatting, you cannot see depth. Today, I saw angelo DeChico and luke parker from the worst possible fucking angle being shot and it's so obvious because they're great movers that they went below depth there's no fucking question that they went below depth Do you guys know what i'm talking about it's that front head-on shot and yeah. you're there's you're never like hmm, yeah. is that questionable and it just goes to show you that that i mean i have to guess that that's just uh the rich froning um hey we, we go we have full range of motion Leave no doubt yeah when you're looking from the front, if you can see the taint pass below the crotch, then you know they've hit. So uh, swollen taint, swollen taint. That's the official. <laughs> I'm, I just took a mental note on that one. Every single time I look at a squat, taint below the crotch. Okay, check, <laughs> check, check, check. Hey, uh, that's the um, that's for straight from the L1 guide. <laughs> uh, I have a little bit of a follow up on the on a couple of these things from yesterday. Actually, if we want to talk about some stuff from yesterday. Please. Uh, uh, can I just tell you one story real quick? No. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I, I, I want to tell you a story yesterday that came to mind about Dave. It's a little off subject, but I think you guys will like it. All right. This so, is a good one. So we went to um, uh, Dale Saran, the general counsel at the time of CrossFit Inc. And Greg and I went to Houston. I thought it was Cape Canaveral, but that's in Florida. But there's it, there's um, it's a famous Kennedy Space Station. We basically went to Houston and they wanted to there was an, an astronaut there who wanted to do uh, CrossFit in space on the space station. And in the space station, there's some issues. You can't, you, you couldn't masturbate on there. You couldn't have sex on there. You can't do anything that has like a steady rhythm because those, and he was telling us this, this was his story because it has those giant solar panels on the side. And if those things start going to any like steady, consistent movement that's in the state space station, they'll start moving to that beat and they can just snap off. Oh, I was shit. like, wow. So they had a bunch of equipment out there that they wanted to show Greg that they had developed so that you could work out on the space station. And so that this guy, this one particular astronaut could do the open, no shit. And it was some, I'm telling you, it was some ghetto shit. Like the solutions were like giant steel. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It was like that duct tape and springs. And just like, it was like, you know, when you're a kid and you open up a ballpoint pen, you're like, this is what's inside. This spring pushes this and clicks that. And that's it. And you're like, wow, it was like that. But anyway, so Dale and I both tested out some of the equipment and it was cool and it, it was pretty funny. And, uh, and, and so they decided that they're going to do the open there. And so we come back, we come back home and, uh, they're going to, we're at the, um, home Depot center. And not only are they going to do the open there, but they're going to start the CrossFit games that year from the space station. We're going to have a satellite feed directly to them live. And the guy's going to go three, two, one, or w- welcome to the CrossFit games. Three, two, one, go. And NASA says, We'll do it, but we will not say the CrossFit Games because we cannot say a trademark name. Why is that? uh, Just because it's a government agency, I guess. They they won't – you know what I mean? The same reason why Matt Fraser won't take a picture of sitting on a motorcycle unless the company's sponsoring him. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, they, They refused. 
And so guess what Dave told NASA? <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. We don't want you then. And guess what NASA did? They fucked themselves. No, they're like, we'll do it. Really? <laughs> oh. And they said it. And they said it. The fucking space agency stood up to this fucking guy and said, we won't do it. And this fucking guy, our leader, our SEAL Team 6 operative, who defended our freedoms to speak, to say whatever we want on Twitter, who programmed the games for us, which made us know that it's someone really fucking cared and had the highest level of integrity, told NASA, go fuck yourself if you can't say the CrossFit games. NASA's like, okay, we'll say it. Savage. Savage. What year was this? TDC CEO. I can't remember. Uh, get your shirt now. Vindicate. I think that was a great commercial for my brand. I made up the whole thing. None of that's true. No, no, that's a true story. Oh, <laughs> It is oh, a you're wearing the shirt great. right now. I just yes, noticed that you're wearing you. that shirt right now. Thank you. Thank you. Anyway. That's good. Anyway. I could tell, even though JR didn't even flinch, he liked that story. <laughs> it was a cool story. Yeah, he was just taking it that's, in. That's a very cool story. Uh, he was taking it in. Uh, Mr. Hiller, what, what, um, what developments do we have uh, from yesterday that you wanted to bring up? All right. So I have a source over there. Uh, okay. It gave me three things to talk about. One in actually two are kind of in relation to the, they're all in relation to the broadcast. So they're all things that you can see on the broadcast. The first one to talk about is Cole Sager. And just the, the we brought this up where you kind of don't know what's going on. It was in relation to last week, somebody was finishing where it was Will Warred who had finished the event and you didn't know he was in first place. And then all of a sudden he catapults into fifth and it was actually a pretty big moment that wasn't caught on camera. And in the handstand walk GHD setup workout yesterday, Cole Sager was in a certain spot where the judge should have had their hand in the air, which is what they do when they do the last five to 10 reps of the movement and the judge didn't have their hand in the air. Then the announcers didn't know to then be talking about it. So the cameras weren't on the judges and Cole Sager ended up finishing in a, in a spot that kind of had some effect on the leaderboard and there was a little bit of talk about that at the event, how that judge missed that. And that's something that you wouldn't really think about, but it's something that is worth discussing. That was one of the things, not the biggest thing. So I suppose I should get into the second part. Wait, what? So the point there, that. Hillers, is that we're missing some stuff. The same way the, the, in the 2008 CrossFit Games, I missed Jason Kalipa winning and fucked the whole movie up every second counts. Correct. So apparently okay. the broadcast team will look for the judges to be raising their hands in the air uh, so they know okay. which athletes to feature because the judge missed raising their hand in the air for the final repetitions from Sager. They missed him finishing on that okay. event Okay. in relation to the field, that is. So he crossed, had no idea he was crossing. I saw, happened, I saw one of those today in one of the heats too, by the way. In one of the heats, the guy who won, they didn't announce it until he was up on the stage. I can't remember, but go on. Uh, the second one is Tyler Christopher in that same event. He was given a no rep on a handstand walk and he just kind of did what he was supposed to do. The no rep he was given was an unjustified no rep. And this is happening on a couple of sides of the spectrum, but he was, he, I believe the judge said that his hand had touched the line. So they sent him back to the beginning because they had to be done in unbroken segments. So rather than arguing with the judge, he just did the entire event, finished it up. And on the feed, you'll see that he finished at 10 22. And then if you go check the leaderboard right now, his time is 10.07. So what happened, and we talked about this yesterday, was the appeals process. We talked about it with the rope climb. So because he went to the briefing, saw the event, he had the right to appeal his workout, and they took time off of his score. Because wow. you can see, yeah, you can see on the workout 
that 15 seconds, they gave it back to him for just kind of doing what he was supposed to do. And because he was given a no rep, that shouldn't have been a no rep. I've always loved the leadership at CrossFit, the integrity, <laughs> the class, the fairness. I've stood behind it. Well, you guys sit here and poo-poo it. I will not tolerate it anymore. Do you think that's oh, James, uh, James Townsend's in the tech chat? Do you think that's, that's, not, that's that's not James Townsend? Just like that. That's not Tommy Marquez. Just like that's not Fikowski. Thanks. Uh, so we don't we don't think that's the real. James no, Townsend that's not the real James Townsend. No, that that is him. Oh, it is. I was talking about. How can you tell by that vein on his uh, forearm? Exactly that one vein. <laughs> you think that was Wilson's so doing that appeal process, or do you think that was CrossFit? Um, it's hard to say, but I would, I'd have to say it's probably CrossFit. I don't want to give them all that much credit, but I have to, I guess, if it seems that it would be a CrossFit move. Um, and then I, I could piggyback what I'm going to say. Who, let's ask him. One. That was Tyler. That was, who was that again? Tyler Christopher. Let's ask him. Yeah, that was Tyler. And, and that's a mayhem athlete. So we, we have a couple sources over there. Correct. We'll, we'll, I'll get to the bottom of that. Oh, maybe we can send him a link now. I have his, I have his number. Okay, go on. All right, so that was an example where an athlete was given something unjustly and then they got time back, which we don't hear very often. And then we also talked about yesterday was the chest bars and the team event, how everybody and their freaking brother could see that they were not synchronized and the judge was giving them reps that weren't supposed to be given to them. And in that situation, the only teams that would have been upset would have been the teams like Mayhem Independence, which finished second due to it. And the only appeals that you can make are on your own score. You can't make appeals on other people's scores. Correct. So in, in this instance, everyone's like, they got to do something about it. But the only people who could then do something about it would have been the team that won that event. And like, why in their right mind would they ever go back and say, yeah, don't give us those reps. We shouldn't have finished first. That was team uh, Camo, Camo Athletics. So like, they're not going to go and say, hey, take their score down. And Mayhem Independence can't say anything about another team saying that they should have won. And that's just kind of – it makes sense because then you have teams everywhere saying, hey, they did this, they did this. And it just opens up a whole can of worms that – the entire thing is saying that the judges are basically doing a pretty good job this week. And by pretty good, I mean there's a couple of instances where they're, they're blatantly not doing it right. But 95% of the time, they've been doing a good job this weekend. And I'd like to see if you guys agree that you, you, you see a lot of no reps being given out, like do no reps, the right, no reps. Uh, do you get credit for that? I don't think I get credit for that. No, I think that the, I, I actually think at this level, the judges do a pretty good job. And again, mm -hmm. the same source says that these judges are now six to 12 year veterans. And some of which have come from the Torian all the way over here on their own dime. So they take it rather seriously. And it's, unfortunate to an extent when you see that chest of our thing going wrong because that's one judge and everyone's now all caught up in it and i brought up the comments section yesterday the comments was riddled for like an hour after that happened like everyone just kept on talking about that but yeah. in the meanwhile every other judge was doing exactly what they were supposed to be doing i and think it was just one judge's mistake i was gonna say i think it's also so hard to judge some team movements and think about, you know, to a degree, a judge's ability to get the experience judging team workouts versus how easy it is to sit in your affiliate and judge a single individual. Um, I, again, I think you solve the problem if you pay them. But overall, I think at this level, the judges do an amazing job. Um, and I was also wondering, what if you gave each athlete one challenge, kind of like they do in other sports? 
Um, if you, if you go to your workout briefing, you give each, each athlete has one challenge over the course of a six event weekend. And if you want to use that for the guy you fucking hate, so be it. <laughs> oh, I, I like that idea. You can charge. Did you say you could just come up with that yourself or someone? Yeah. Else. You like that? Yeah. Yeah. You I know, like you, that a lot. Exactly. That's you great. can challenge yourself. You can challenge a score on yourself or someone else. Um, but it doesn't, but it's not your appeal. So like you have your appeals for your own scores and your own discrepancies. And you also get one challenge, kind of like timeouts versus a challenge in, uh, in the NFL. Yeah, so, the NFL. you know, if you appeal a bad score on your own workout, but then you see someone else in a prior heat to you is like not touching both heads of the dumbbell to the floor and you want to challenge their score because it affects your time. That's a fucking great rule. The only uh, question just, is just, yeah. just, just real quick, uh, uh James, uh, please check your, uh, DMS. I just sent you a direct message. Um, would that cost money to do that? No. That's, well, how would it cost? I don't know. It, I mean, it would be exactly the same as them looking at Tyler's score and saying, here, you get 15 seconds. But it's just so, so the app. other day I wanted to, the other day I wanted to, uh, it's basically just so people don't, um, do it for that reason to be vindictive, it, but that it's, uh, but here's the thing. If they do it to be vindictive, it, it, for that they still have to approve it. So if I'm if I hate some competitor and I'm like fuck that, I'm going to challenge their time, but they move well. My challenge is irrelevant, and I just wasted it. Right. Okay. But if I'm doing it to be vindictive and it gets approved, well, then he must have been doing something, moving in some sort of way, or skirting some sort of standard for it to be approved. So it doesn't matter how you use it; they still have to approve it. Hey, shit! And then we can just get rid of all the judges and everyone just uh, work out on the uh, on the uh, on, <laughs> honor system. No one hey, hey. need judges. Mr. Townsend. Mr. James. James what's up, Townsend. What's, what's up, up, brother? What's up, what's up? Hold on. Hey, James, do you know everyone on here in the yellow shirt? Andrew Hiller, the guy who looks like a thumb with a mustache is uh, Taylor Self. Yeah. The yeah, only yeah, handsome yeah. guy on here is J.R. Howell. He doesn't smile. And the guy with the big old smile is Matt Susan. <laughs> what's up, guys? What's going on, dude? How are you? What's up, man? Um, where, it, it, what, where did you get this guy? Where did this guy come from? This Mr. Mr. Tudor, Magda Tudor. Tudor Magda. Um, he, uh, I saw him at the 2018 games, uh, when I had a teen athlete, um, competing in the games in the 14, 15. And then I saw him at Pit Fitness Ranch, um, 2021, no, uh, 2020. And he won it there when, when I was, uh, training Mal, coaching Mal, and then she won it. So then he had the, uh, um, West Coast Finals. Last year, he placed 21st, and then last August, he hit me up. It's like, hey, I like what you're doing. Um, I love your face. I want to connect with you, so let's do this. And I was like, all right, cool. I, I love, love your face? He said, I love your face? Your face. Face. Oh, oh, your yeah. face. I was like, well, okay, yeah, yeah, I like <laughs> that too. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, okay. So he, um, you know, I just I just put a plan. Somebody was like, look, I'm going to give you me. You know, um, I don't need to be in the forefront. This is not about me. I don't need no money, anything. I give you me. All I ask is that you just give me your effort. Where Where did he live? Uh, university. I mean, he he, he lived in Seattle, Washington, and uh -huh. at the time, he was in school for um, mechanical engineering. And then, where and where's home for you? Uh, Des Moines, Iowa. Holy cow! So he moved to Iowa. Yeah, well, he he uh put school on hold, and uh, awesome. and came to to focus on this full time. Is that the only way someone can tra train with James Townsend is they have to move and be in your presence? Nope. No. 
They know, can do online too. Yeah. Well, well, you saw one of my athletes, uh, Jalen Franklin. You saw him do that two ninety snatch. Mm. I work out with Jalen. He's a good dude. Yeah. Yeah. James, what do you say to people that would say, "Oh, if you go train with James Townsend, you're just going to get strong, and your uh, your cardio, your cardio, and your and your metabolic capacity is going to suffer." Um, just look at my resume. I mean, there's an athlete yeah, that obviously I, uh, not. There's <laughs> an athlete that I coached that got seventh in the games last year. So, you know, and hey, then, uh, James, in the comment section the other day, I brought up the fact that you're likely, or not likely, but there's a very good chance that you're going to be the first coach to have back-to-back rookies of the year, and it's looking that way at this point. It's it's a very good chance, man. I mean, you know, I tell my athletes, and and I told my athlete this last year. I was like, you're not going to the games to participate. Fucking right. You're going there to compete. You know, everybody, you know, put on that. Oh, I made it to the games, and I'm thankful for me. Nah, scratch that. You're coming there to compete. I like how serious your eyes get. Is that the thing? Some people say that you're too hard on your athletes. Is that, is that where they get that? No. 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 Where, where where do they get that? Have you heard that? Have you heard that uh, that I, chatter? James is too hard on his athletes. No, nah, I never heard that before. What what I okay. heard is James is too soft on his athletes. Good, 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 good. Because <laughs> the thing is, is like you know, I didn't like coaches, you know, being hard on me like football coaches, you know, grabbing your face mask, screaming in your face, and anything. I didn't do well with that. You know, I had an angle problem coming up, so I would I, I would get mad at that. So by me being a parent, I don't even talk to my kids like that. So, so, so when I'm training the athletes, I don't like to use any foul language. I don't like to scream or nothing. None of that. You know, if you don't give me an effort and I and and I see that you're not giving me effort and you're pouting, all I'm gonna ask is that you leave the gym, leave the gym for that day, clear your head out, come back in. I'm not gonna do no screaming, no nothing, because there's 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 no room for that. Uh, I mean, off subject a little bit, but are are your kids homeschooled? No. Well, no. my 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 eight year old P, she's she's on the verge of of having to be um, homeschooled. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that's best. Um, do they see they do they do? So your your you have two daughters. Do your daughters see these parade of world class athletes uh, roll through? You? What's the name of your gym? Uh, the Brave One Gym. The Brave One Gym. Yeah, the Brave One Gym, and then uh, Lion Brave CrossFit is is the affiliate. Uh, do you, and your kids get uh, intimate uh, ex- exposure to this parade of just insane athletes that roll through there? Oh yeah, yeah. We started off um, when I got into CrossFit in 2014. I started at Dogtown CrossFit, so we saw Sam, we saw Ruth Harrell, Noah, uh, Lindsay Brown. Uh, yeah. Who who's the owner of that gym? Is that Dusty Highland? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, you're you're a California dude. Well, uh, I moved out there in 2010. Just to train there. No, nah, no. Nah, uh, basically, just to to you know, I was done playing football, so I needed to find my identity as a person. So I needed to leave home, and um, and my my wife, she's a financial advisor, so she was moving out from uh, Minnesota to California. So I followed her out there. Very good dude. Um, yeah. when you say um, uh, um, what kind of name is that? What's his first name? Is this I I I, I use whatever name is his name Magda Tudor or Tudor, Tudor. Magda Tudor Tudor. Um, yeah. what kind of name is that? Uh, Romanian. And cool. Does does he have an accent or is he born here? No, he he uh he moved here when he was two. Um, 
he he has somewhat of an accent. It's pretty it's pretty heavy. But uh, I mean I mean you wouldn't really know until you really you know talk to him and listen. His parents have an accent, you know. His mom and dad do, but I think two to caught on to the American lifestyle. God, I wish he was Armenian instead of Romanian. Um, <laughs> uh, when you say he was attracted to you because of your faith, what does that mean? Like he he saw like stuff that you wrote on Instagram, the way you treated your daughters. What what did he see? How did he know about your faith? Well, By you faith, know, you mean he, your faith in God, like you're a Christian. Yeah, right. No, I'm not a Christian. No, I try to to stay away from them labels. I just, uh, you know, I have a personal relationship and, you know, I, uh, I wear my heart on on my sleeve the best way I can. So, uh, you know, and, and I like to, to be transparent, you know, I like to be transparent about my faith. You know, I mess up, I get upset, I curse, I get angry. You know, I'm not a fair weather quote unquote believer, you know? So he, uh, he appreciated that. He liked that I, I was um, always praying for my athletes. You know, I don't know if anybody saw that last year, but you know, I just I, I pray for my athletes. You know, that they, that they uh, go in there with confidence, that they come out to be the best that they can be, and then whether if they do bad or or good, they learn from it. You know, so, so that's and and that's what he he was attracted to. I guess he didn't get that before from previous coaches, but. It's what uh, it's what allowed us to gel and 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 for him to do what he was able to do at Syndicate last week. Um, are you at um the Mac right now? No, no, no. I'm at my gym. I have a a teen athlete. I have two teen athletes right now. Um, in the fourteen, fifteen. One is in the eighth place, male, and the other one, Kaya. She's uh she's in twenty fourth, and she got to do her fourth and fifth workout today. Um, will you be going to the games with uh Tudor? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, is there anything that you can do in this short time that can make him better? Um it's it's more, you know, I, I find myself being more of a mental coach. Um I always say if if I can make you mentally and emotionally better, the physical is gonna come. You know, it's not it's not you know, anybody can go ahead and train the physical all day. But once that mental kick in, and and if you can't handle that, then, you know, it's lights out for you, game over. But but if I can make you at least 1% to 2% better mentally and emotionally every day, sky's the limit. What do you mean if you can't handle that, You the, the, the mental training? Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so I tell my athletes, like, not only are you training your physical, but you need to train your mental too. You know, you need to be able to push, you know, when, you know, when you're feeling uncomfortable, you know, you know, when that pain is creeping in, are you going to go right and persevere over it? Or, or are you going to go left and be like, man, I can't do it. This hurts. I'm tired. You know, we all felt like that before, but can you persevere over it? Can you push through it? Um, when uh, when Brooke got uh, – I don't know if you were watching, but um, Brooke Wells uh, took 23rd in the rope climb event. She got stopped on the uh, on the 10th rope climb. Then she made a second attempt, and she failed that attempt. And then – did she make her third attempt, guys? She, she did. Made, she made her third attempt. Uh, when she crossed the finish line, uh, what would you say to her as a coach? She took, she took 23rd. Um, I, I would let her know that's, that's – uh, 
it's probably somewhere to where she she uh, probably had a problem with going into training. So, so, so you know, I would tell my athlete, you know, this this is something that we expected. You know, um, something that we need to work on. You know, going further on, on our pull strength and, and and most importantly, just just being able to to handle those failures in that moment. You know, what I mean, you're you're, you're allowed. You, you know, I tell my athletes, you're allowed to be frustrated, but only frustrated for a short amount of time. Because in football, if you miss a pass or something, or or you don't get a first down, you got to have short term memory because there's still more more plays to be made in the game, right? So so it's kind of the same thing in CrossFit. Hey, short term memory. Let's learn from this. Let's shake it off. Okay, there's more workouts to be done. Uh, it's interesting. That's, I think that's what J.R. Taylor was also saying. Like, we don't know what she knew before she coming into this, and probably right. she knew. Right. Um, right. Uh, my my last question for you is: if if someone, um, when you look at an athlete like Haley Adams, mm-hmm. she has fucking everything except one tiny, tiny thing. Yeah. Could you fix that for her? Could you? Could she come to you? You like this, Hiller? I know. I started, oh, yeah. get, I started chubbing up when I thought of this question. Could she come to you and be Absolutely. like, James, I'd like to put a few pounds on my front squat? <laughs> Absolutely. You know, it, I tell people it's, it's, it's all about the technique, man. The better, the, the better your technique is in Olympic weightlifting, the more weight you're going to lift. Is it too late you know? for her? Is she too old? No. No. no, no, not at all. It comes down to the technique and it comes down to the program. Uh, and do you guys have any questions for Mr. Townsend? Don't be scared. <laughs> hey, hey, Hiller, I need, I, I need a gray. <laughs> I, I know Joe. So we were talking yeah. in the comment section yesterday, right? Yeah. I talked to Travis right away. I'm like, all right, James says he needs a gray shirt. Gray with what lettering? Black, no rep. Like gray like, and black. Like a, done. Yeah. Done. I'll let him like know. Like a Heather right Gray. Like a Heather Gray with a black no rep. Can do. All right. Yeah. Come on my <laughs> podcast and ask for a t-shirt from a guy from another podcast. <laughs> uh James Townsend, you are a uh, a giant amongst men's. Uh I love you, brother. Thanks for coming on. Um, yeah, thank you, man. Awesome to talk to you. Thank First you. Thank you. And, then, and then once the uh the season get done away with, I, I would love to come on your show fully. Yeah. Awesome. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Hey, tell Tudor good luck. Yeah, right, tell him we you, love man. him. Tell him we thank love him. All right, thank fans. you, bro. Thank right. you, James. Bye. Later. He came on your show, Sevan. What do you think? Finally, we got him. I've never even come on my show. <laughs> yeah, your head. I your head. <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm tickled. With I'm what? Tickled. I, I just can't believe we had James Townsend on. I'm tickled. Dude, James, James is the man. I want to save it. Dude. Like, yeah. like, did you see the amount of good dude comments that came in on the side yeah, here? So many. Yeah. Every single person's like, hey, you need to have him on again. And he's the man. Yeah. He got, he got good man. vibes. He got good vibes. I love when he talked yeah. about the mental side of that because oftentimes we've seen a lot of these athletes that just crush it in training or these different things that they just can't seem to put it together on the competition floor. And I particularly remember uh, that first time that Tia had a lot of exposure. I forget exactly if it was behind the scenes or one of the movies. And she was probably like the least confident we've ever seen her. Like when she was wearing the leader's jersey, she's like, it won't be all long and saying all these things. And at some point between that year and the next, as her confidence got better, her mental game got stronger. She just catapulted 
to the top and has sat there ever since. So. Uh, go, uh, um, Hiller was talking about uh, stuff yesterday, and one of the things also that we should uh, point out that happened yesterday is Danielle Brandon did PR her uh, complex yesterday. So as some people were saying they were disappointed in what she lifted, but I did hear that that was her PR. Uh, Susie, could you bring up the team events? It looks like we were talking over team event number four. Maybe we can see uh, the yeah, placement. The leaderboard is not updated yet, but um, okay. you guys could take a guess at, at who won that event if you want to just take a guess. Uh, Coda CrossFit Iron View. I'm, I know, I, I'm guessing Mayhem Independence won. That was a, <laughs> that's just the team that I've been following all weekend. I've also got a lot of messages about uh, Colton Merton's girlfriend is on one of these teams, CrossFit Kilo. Kilo name? two. Kilo oh shit! Yeah, I didn't know that. Merton's girlfriend. So that's I'm my new Kilo. favorite team. <laughs> they're in sixth right now. All right, we'll, we'll pit your team against my team, Sivan. They're right next to each other. Code across at Iron View versus Kilo 2. Uh, before we um, 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 leave, let's talk about how the uh, men's rope event finished. Uh, Mora was, uh, I think he went from fir- basically first to fifth. Uh, it was extremely close. We kind of learned something there about Scott Panchik. First, we realized he's strong. Then we realized he has an engine. And in event number three, we realized he's a super competitor. We're seeing we're seeing all the pieces of him come together. Are you saying already. Scott or Saxon? But well, both. Don't get uh, sorry. I'm saying uh, Saxon. Did I say Scott? I apologize. I mean Saxon. Yeah. We also did see Spencer pull his shit together too at the last second there. But what we're seeing from Saxon now is something. The whole package. He's putting it all on display with us. Do you have any thoughts on that, Jr.? Yeah, it's uh. <laughs> I was thinking about this watching that event, you know, if, if, if you just had to make three events, right. And it was like three events, like really old school at the ranch, three events for total fitness. And you're going to have like a classic triplet kind of like event two, you're going to have a classic couplet, like maybe with a gymnastics limitation, like the rope climb. And then you're gonna have a strength event. And through these first three, like Saxon looks really, really fit in all aspects. Oh, Taylor, Andrew, did you hear that? It almost sounded like JR was complimenting the program. I know. Almost. And I had a hard time saying, thinking anything other than he's right. <laughs> yeah, I was just, yeah, I mean, I'm just talking about this from a, um, from a standpoint that if you did have to do only three and you're like, all right, well, we need something gymnastics, we need classic CrossFit and we need a lift. You know, Saxon's really kind of showing that he doesn't have a hole. Like what Taylor said on the on the preview show. You know, he's like, that's what he kept saying. Saxon's going to win it. He just doesn't have a hole. He just doesn't have a hole. And the other thing that I am really happy to see is that the one thing I was wondering about him is that he take the next step mentally in terms of being aggressive and fighting. He clearly showed that on Midline Sadness, the event two yesterday, and he showed it again today. Um, racing with Luis Oscar Mora. I think he came out way hot, and Saxon was like, fuck that. I'm fitter than you. You can go out hot, and I'm still going to beat you from the start. Okay, hey, so this one thing, too. This is one thing, too, that. about yesterday's event, too. We didn't really get to talk about it, but it was watching the race between Noah and Saxon. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you're watching them side by side, and we were wondering if being at Proven was going to make a huge difference. You know, being around Shane, being around Tia, and it's about the little nuances of things, right? As small as loading plates. Now, after the set of 20 overhead squats, mm-hmm. Noah got done maybe one or two reps ahead. He started loading plates. Saxon got done. He started loading plates. Saxon had loaded his barbell and was trotting down to start the handstand walk ahead of Noah. From that point, he never relinquished the lead. And so, he didn't 
Yeah. Just, just loading plates five to 10 seconds faster. Like he got that lead, he kept it on the GHDs, and then he finished out the overhead squats. So it can be something as small as that sometimes where you make your move. And he also saw Noah breaking the handstand walk and was like, I'm going to walk right past him. Yep. Um, so I love it. I think we're seeing that killer, that killer instinct from Saxon. And, man, I think he probably picks up another win, potentially two, on the weekend. Yeah, that was the moment for me is when Noah broke halfway through that handstand walk coming back and shook it out and Saxon just kept on going right past him. That was definitely, that was the shift. That was his workout. And I think that confidence will bring him to a uh, first place finish at the end of the weekend too. Uh, Sousa, when you were uh, making that analysis, I was cracking open my second monster and mixing it with Tito. So I appreciate you uh, giving me a heads up on that. You had uh, not one, but two monsters. Uh, uh, let, let's, um, well, actually, I, I probably didn't even have a half, but I opened two cans and I was, and someone took them. It was for um, promotional purposes only. Uh, the... the, the, the I want to go back to what you were saying about, about him and Mora. So the... The general conventional wisdom we hear from CrossFit athletes is stay in your own game. That's what we saw. That's how Sydney Mikulishan won. There is a chance what we saw with Saxon, I can't remember if it, I think it was Taylor's analysis, was fuck you. I'm fitter than you. I don't need to stay in my game. Yeah. I'll just go. Yeah. And, and, I, and I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, did, is, that's like Fraser Froning Tia stuff, right? I was going to say there's only a handful of people that are fit enough to do that. And there are a lot of guys at the games level who are fit enough to do that in particular workouts. Um, But there's, there's a handful of people that are fit enough to do it often. I think Rich is one of them. Matt's one of them. T is one of them. Um, And we will see this year if, if Saxon is one of them, I think in that event, Saxon knew what he could do and he probably could have started a little slower and still ended up with the same result and pushing the later rounds. But he saw that guy going out hot. He was, and I, at least I like to think he was thinking, fuck that. Yeah. 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 We know that's uh, what you're thinking. You said that with the Phil Muscarella on that thruster workout. Right? It's like, fuck you. You're not fitter than me. I thought that was hilarious. But I was, I made a mistake there. <laughs> he wasn't fitter than me because he blew up way worse. But I, yeah, could have stayed in my lane. Um, you, you would go ahead, Jared. Were you going to say something? No. Okay. Uh, I would also like to point out maybe two other athletes that, that uh, I think maybe Sam Briggs had that in her youth mm. that maybe she lost a little bit as she got older, but also how about Cara Saunders? She, yeah. even if she can't keep up, she fucking crossed the finish line at the CrossFit games unconscious. <laughs> yeah. Fuck me. I'm not fitter than me. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, <laughs> It, 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 she augured in. She uh, she doesn't. Need, I mean, like like uh, like 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 one of those planes, like in a God, in a Godzilla movie or King Kong movie that just 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 plows into the field. Fuck Nuts. me. Fuck me. I'm not. Yeah. Fuck me. Yeah. I'm fitter than me. I mean. Uh, thank you guys. Thank you. I get one. Okay. Uh. So 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 we are we are we're tickled by Saxon, right? I mean, this is. Yeah, he's crushing it. Um. Do we? Do we? Uh. Do we do we all see him now? This is this is I guess I guess we have to see what happens now at the um uh Granite Games. But Saxon's looking at one of the this is so far, I know we're only three in, but one of the most uh promising athletes we have in the field now to sort of challenge Medeiros, right? Dallin Pepper. 
Okay, great. I think, I think down at the games as well in, in that format, 15 events. These dives that these guys are doing, these foot first dives that like we saw Dallin do to take third place and beat uh, Mora. Oh, um, yeah, I fucking hate it. And Spencer, do we like, we do hate it? We hate that. Oh, it's so stupid. I mean, put the buttons out there. I mean, I guess the, there's also a risk mm. with the buttons. I just, I was a fan of the buttons. Uh, I don't, I, I don't hate it. I don't think it's that risky. Well, I they're mean, also they're sliding into a goddamn metal fence. Yeah, but they're if you've ever played baseball, base- slide into a metal fence. Yeah, but if you've ever played baseball, I mean, you slide into the base, and a lot of times you slide into the base and pop up. So I don't think that it's these are CrossFitters who can't throw a baseball. <laughs> they don't know how to baseball slide. Well, I will say the Panchicks know how to baseball slide. They do it All really right. fucking well. Well, that's two Jackson people. And- Second then you got the guy who's taking out the front end of the stadium with his foot because he's messing the stage. Is That's there a reason true. to practice that? Do you think, Taylor? Do you do you practice that at all? Do you get your your the foot where the chip is on across? Do you slide like? Uh, I played baseball my whole life. I played baseball my whole life, so I don't need to practice it. But I, I don't I don't know that I would think. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Some events have button timers, and it's something that well. I mean, you never also you didn't also really ever see Matt do it either because he was beating people by enough time where he didn't need to slide across. So it's uh, across. <laughs> Saxon. I would say Saxon. Yes, last year at Granite Games made really good use of that slide. He did it almost in every finish, and he's just you have guys like that that are you know the little things add up. So potentially it's worth it to practice. I also don't think that you need to spend a lot of time on that in your training. Susa, Susa, can you show that um, that clip again of the guy who jumps early? He oh. also wasn't sliding. He was. Jumping. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's. I also just don't. What's the platform there for? Why do they have to have the. They want it like the games. I know. What do you mean? <laughs> Why have it raised? Is that what you mean? Yeah. Well, because someone said there, it's a baseball slide into a three-foot platform. So why do they have a three-foot platform? That wasn't something they had back in regionals. Here we go. Andrew's talking about regionals again. It was just a freaking – get out of the finish, Matt. Let yes, time. And, <laughs> you know, and you know what was after the finish, Matt? I don't know, 15 feet of clear space. Yeah, that's a good point. This guy also asked, do you get to pick which ankle the chip timer is on? And you do. You just stick whichever ankle you want it on up to the volunteer who's strapping it on your leg, and they put it on. They don't tell you mm-hmm. which leg. Um, so you, so you can choose, uh, but I also think the, the buttons are better, especially, man, someone, uh, posted a video of these, I don't remember what company it had, but they had these live chip timers that had your live time on the, uh, pylon. It had like a little screen on the pylon. There was a company that came out with these and I thought those were sick. So with the button. Yeah. With a button it, it had, it basically had uh, a master device. That controlled all of them. So three, two, one, go, and all of these uh, pylons have the times on them, and they all start. And then as soon as you get to your pylon, you hit the button, your time stops. So not only does it feed it to the leaderboard, but the judge can also see it on your oh, pylon. It's so simple and so yep. easy. It's almost oh. like they should do it. It's not trying to use the Iron Man thing. Exactly. <laughs> where they're using their legs the whole time, so it makes sense that the leg would be the indicator for when you're done. <laughs> oh. uh, we are about to start... A grueling uh, three-hour session of workouts. I think the time cap on these is 25 minutes. It's individual event for the Mac. 
the Mac Mile. It's probably a good time to run back and watch the team events for. Uh, we will be back at 1.15 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, thanks, everyone, for checking in. James Townsend, thanks for uh, poking your head out. That was really awesome. Good dude. Taylor, JR, Hiller, Souza. Adios. Uh, enjoy. Are you guys all going to be back at 1.15?